What's news? History nerd, Jim. Ooh, my son just sneezed over there. God bless you. Bless you. It, Mike says bless you, too. Thank you, Mike. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Mike says you're welcome. <laughs> Mike says you're welcome. <laughs> we'll just do this for another 20 minutes yeah. or so. We'll do this for at least yeah. 20 minutes. <laughs> Episode 465. It's a podcast. I'm Mike, and I'm Jim. In the year of our Lord, 1506, we set sail from the cold bay of Cork. Welcome back, we Jim! Why, thank you. Good morning. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you in February. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Groundhog Day. Yes. <laughs> and happy Valentine's Day? Well, I would say Happy Groundhog Day would be our nearest. Well, yeah, we're recording this a little bit early because uh, last week's uh, guest, the other Sam from England, <laughs> decided to uh, chew up the airwaves a little bit, and which is nice because not, now I don't have to hammer on the other guests who haven't been responding to the remainder of february scheduling <laughs> there, there as, you go as hard because i got an extra episode and you'll hear that last week <laughs> excellent as you're listening to this next week as we are recording <laughs> that is super confusing but i believe you how are you doing jim well i'm i'm doing all right i'm uh i am officially i i've made a record of this i'm officially not watching the uh terrorism olympics um terrorism I, olympics yeah I, I just can't stand this i i can't stand ever <laughs> the only thing i'm watching is news reports of reporters being attacked by chinese state police oh yeah didn't uh didn't some some reporter just got um manhandled and dragged off can off dragged camera? off a dutch reporter got a dragged off. dutch we guy yeah why. well what he's, the, he's what dutch the, what did the so. dutch do <laughs> freaky dicky dutch yeah, okay, look, that could be <laughs> Do I have any uh no, I don't have I don't have any gold member sound effects. <laughs> I just have fat bastard. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I have absolutely no idea why they dragged the guy away, but to, so yes, I'm definitely not watching the terrorism Olympics. And other than that, just uh, making a way through a cold, cold February. Yeah, a little bit of snow here up in the great Middle West, but uh, not nearly as much as some of our friends. So there it is. Yeah the the Northeast keeps getting hammered. Yeah, they're 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 definitely measuring it. <clears throat> oh my goodness, they're definitely measuring it in feet. So. Yeah, I uh, I've 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 decided also to not watch the Chinese Communist Olympics, um, mm -hmm. but. <laughs> However, if I happen to flip past and see curling, I may watch that for a few minutes. <laughs> yeah, and, and here's the thing. Because, you know, drunk, drunk fat guys from Wisconsin and Minnesota. Oh, yeah. <laughs> pushing a rock around on the ice is fun, no matter, um, you know, what totalitarian regime is sponsoring it. Well, well, just for the record, <clears throat> it's fat guys and girls. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Guy, I'm using guys in the universal sense. Oh, okay, very good. Because, and the only reason I mention that is because I actually happened to bump into one of the female curlers downtown Milwaukee the other day. Nice. So, yeah, <laughs> getting ready so to head out. 
they were they were they were getting their load on is what yeah. they were doing. <laughs> Which you know, let's hear it for them, I guess. Filling that, up on uh, on the types of food and drink that they won't be able to get over there. Exactly. Yeah. That, I, I'm certain that was the point. So no, they are they are over there, and that's called the, training. This is always the thing about the Olympics. I absolutely love the concept of the Olympic Games. Uh, I understand the challenges. I certainly paid a lot of attention as I was a kid growing up to the problems of the 1936 Games and Lenny Riefenstahl and all this other stuff. But I don't know where we go from here with these games. I really don't. Um, the IOC is, I think, the worst collective group of human beings on the planet. I It scandalizes <laughs> me, I guess. It, 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 it scandalizes me that they're allowed to exist yeah. the way they do with such brazen, brazen corruption and immorality. And it seems like they're going to be giving the Olympics for the foreseeable future to the you know to the chinese who despite and i've always been one of those going back many many years to saying look how do you ignore a billion people the answer is you don't but you're giving it to provably the worst large government on the planet so i it it it, it it's why well, <laughs> i'm at a rare loss for words. <laughs> It's it's a horrible organization. It's a horrible nation from that perspective. It's wonderful people. Horrible government. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, China, of course, is one of the world's great cultures. Uh, It it's one for which I have an immense amount of admiration. But their current their current government, burn it with fire. Yeah. I I just so so I'm ignoring all that and uh, just like I said, trying to make my way through a slightly chilly February. Yeah. The the Chinese government, of course, run by our our favorite authoritarian totalitarian uh, dictator, Jenny the Pooh. <laughs> I didn't I didn't know that he had. Yes, because he hates being called anything related to that. Yeah, I had to learn how to pronounce his name so that I could I could make that up. <laughs> very very good. <laughs> she yeah, he's, he's quite sensitive, or as I like he to call him, quite sensitive on being mocked. Jenny the Pooh. Yeah. So, so well, let's make a point of mocking him at every absolutely at every, at every opportunity. <laughs> Speaking of uh, mocking leaders who deserve it, we've got a uh, uh, here in the U.S. A, a presidential press conference happening right now. Um, shall we listen in? Sure. Let's see what the president is talking about as we record now live. Like the time I caught the ferry over to Shelbyville. I needed a new heel for my shoe. So I decided to go to Morganville, which is what they call Shelbyville in those days. Oh, okay, we'll, we'll cut back in, in in a few minutes to see if uh, that goes anywhere. I, I didn't realize that you've been doing topical humor. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes, I, much, I, I much more freedom been, here uh, in uh, Nurburger Studios these days. As we were talking about before, my, my last several months really have been uh, busy. They've been busy. And there's been a there, I have not had a lot of opportunity to listen into the Nerd Burger feed. <laughs> that's OK. No one else does either. You're, I don't think that's you're true. in good company. <laughs> so what did uh, what, what did you want to talk about today, Jim? Did you want to start with news? Sure. Are there news things to talk about? What's news? History nerd, Jim. Oh, my son just sneezed over there. God bless you. Bless you. 
Mike says, bless you too. Thank you, Mike. You're welcome. <laughs> Mike says, you're welcome. <laughs> Mike says, you're welcome. We'll just do this for another 20 minutes yeah. or so. We'll do this for at least yeah. 20 minutes. <laughs> oh my goodness. No, I, uh, well, Ed, this is news newsy. Um, the, the, the voice, the voice that we just heard off screen 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 for us yes yes <laughs> i don't know what you call it for the listeners off the audio spectrum i don't know that that voice has a face now it, a, a, it, as 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 does your your lovely wives because oh yes we we had lunch <laughs> that's right it's news <laughs> it is news that we had lunch who is we that is myself my lovely bride my son and you that's right I met all of you in person. We had we had actual lunch. This what month was that? That was, was October. October. That was the middle of it October. Was, was, yeah. That is uh that that's a minute ago. Holy cow. <laughs> I walked in. You guys had all, had made it to the restaurant a few minutes before me and had been seated and I I wandered in and just started wa- walking around looking for you and then I saw you and I said <laughs> Do you remember? I don't. I yelled, and everyone, you know, silverware hitting the table, hitting the plates, like stopped and looked. The record scratching <laughs> yeah, across exactly. the needle, scratching across the record. <laughs> that thing, and there, and I said, "Oh my God, you're real!" <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is in fact what you said. Yeah, uh, that yes, we, and then we, we actually proceeded. met at a lovely place. Which, by the way, if you ever come to Milwaukee, I'm always happy to recommend Cafe Central, very in the heart good. of be- beautiful Bayview, with an incredible. So now we did not have this because we were there pretty much brunch time. Brunchy, I would say. yeah, we were we were we were brunchish, brunchy, lunchy. Um, but uh, as we were there at brunch time, but you can certainly have a wonderful selection of foreign beers particularly belgian <laughs> yeah you were drinking beer at brunchy lunch i i was <laughs> quiet it was before lunch the uh what's wisconsin though it's wisconsin though it's, and on a weekend and there are exceptions weekend. for those kinds of things and on a weekend see the no curling less. team yeah so yeah the so so we had that and you know it was just a nice opportunity to get to we had tried this before but bugs attacked my house yeah, as yep. we're documenting. <laughs> That's right. That was the first time. <laughs> we, and so there were we no missed. bugs. We were at. We were able to get there. So that was that was. Uh... Well, wait. No, something happened. There was a second thing. Bugs attacked your house, and then there was a second time that we tried to get together and couldn't make it work. Oh man, I just remember the bugs because that was that was a horrible weekend. <laughs> you did. You did send me photos of the bugs infesting your walls yes i did <laughs> as proof so i think maybe that's why the second the second thing um falls away from memory <laughs> it wasn't nearly as disgusting as bugs inside your walls yeah so yeah no we were able to get together which is very nice it was which was uh which You're was much- a, a chance to gather and it's uh before the weather turns weird it's all you know when you live in a state like wisconsin or you know milwaukee you, you know that you just don't realize how much winter takes out of you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, 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 you just don't realize that you kind of, you really do go dormant for three to four months because there's nothing to do unless you're one of these weirdos that likes outdoor snow events. Yeah. I always, <clears throat> well, A, A, there's nothing to do. And B, it gets so gosh darn cold in January and February that you, I, 
for me, when I was living up there, I didn't want to do anything. Even if there was something to do, I wouldn't want to do it. I would just want to go back to bed. Yes. <laughs> and climb under as many covers as possible. <laughs> no, I mean, it is it is one of those things and that just... Rubble make- lotion all over my dry, cracked body. Ugh. Well, it's it's also, though, when you think about it, what, what, you know, we just don't we take it for granted because we're here. Yeah. You know, we're we're here and we just kind of build it in. But it's it's even a Facebook meme. Why do I live in a place that makes my face hurt? <laughs> yeah. Freezes my boogers and makes my my lips stiff so I can't talk. Yeah, that's 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 absolutely all of it. So, yeah, no, and that was a nicer time. It was warm. It was warm that day too, as I recall. Yeah, a little bit. I think um, it got cold that weekend, like like the front came through, and then it got cold, but it had warmed up. Yeah. So yes, that that was that's right, ladies and gentlemen. That is what passes for news in our teeny tiny COVID inflected world. We had lunch. Third time was the charm. The third time was the charm for having the lunch. The um, right. So okay, news. I got this. Is this is where um, this this is where we already started talking about the Olympics. All right. I I want. I was wondering about this, and I know there are always stories like this. So who knows what the case will be by the time it's all investigated. But the one thing that did occur to me about the Olympics I'm not watching is China doesn't have a lot of snow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> For the Winter Olympics. Yeah, yeah. And this is the Winter Games. Mm-hmm. The, they are apparently using... Firefighters foam and snowflake? Or uh, uh, it, soap flakes? Exactly. <laughs> it's, you know, it... And I will just, this is from CNN. So, you know, not exactly a, a bias. Well, no, they've got their own biases, but they're not, you know, China haters. It will be hard to hold a conversation. Uh, give me a dateline here, people. This is this morning. This is this morning at 8, 19 a.m. It would be hard to hold a conversation over the deafening sound of snow machines. They are loud and they're <laughs> everywhere. Blowing snow across what will be this month's most, most watched slopes. It's almost beautiful. <laughs> Except the volumes are surrounded by an endless brown, dry landscape completely devoid of snow. In an Olympic first, though not an achievement to boast about, climate variability has forced the Winter Games to be virtually 100% reliant on artificial snow. That's, that's, that's crazy. <laughs> well, this... <clears throat> okay, so the, there's the 100% thing, but this has happened before, though. Like sure, it happened. It happened up in British Columbia, yeah, where it doesn't snow that much because they're too close to the ocean. Well, no, I mean, you know, Bob and Brian talked about it. You could see footage of people out in the bay <laughs> boating. Yeah, <laughs> while Bob Costas was announcing the Olympics, uh-huh. when it happened in uh, in Sochi too, right? They were too close to, uh, well, like down at the bottom of the mountain. Where it was like on a lake or something, right? Was it the is it the Black Sea or was that? Yeah, I believe, was? I believe that's right on the black. It's funny, I don't know, but it's it's not the Caspian, so it's yeah, gotta be yeah. black. But it was all you know green and warm and everything down there, and then and then they you know they had to point out, well, of course we're going up way up the mountain, and that's where it's that's where the snow is, and oh, okay, whatever. 
But here in but it's, in, but it's in Beijing, they than, just don't have snow at all. But it's worse than that. Do they have the smog or the 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 pollution, whatever? That they, well, but they don't. Well, apparently not. Rejuvenating mist, which will host a few outdoors <laughs> events. Nearly all February days for the past thirty years, past thirty years, have been above freezing. Mm-hmm. It's just not a place that gets snow. Ever. So, <laughs> you know, I, and what I understand is that the consequence of this is that it's not really snow, it's ice. What they do get? What they wind up with. Yeah. So it's like New Jersey. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm sorry, and, New Jersey. You know, that was a that was an unfair comparison. Oh no! Now New I Jersey mean, boycotts the Nerd Burger. I mean, I'm sorry, China. That was an unfair. Co- Wait, which way does that go? Anyway, moving along. <laughs> Laura Donaldson, a freestyle skier from Scotland who competed in Salt Lake City 2002, was extremely critical of artificial snow. "Quote: If freestyle superpipes are formed from snowmaking machines in a poor season, the walls of the pipe are solid vertical ice." And the pipe floor is solid ice. So the fake, the fake snow, or the artificially produced snow, whatever, it's still snow. It uh, there's something different about it. It compacts more easily, well, turns to and, ice and quicker. Well, it's got to be done in a certain mm-hmm. way. It's not obviously it's not snow done the way nature makes snow because that requires below zero temperatures. Wait, wait, wait! I have a question for for scientist nerd Jim. Yeah, that, yeah, snow expert scientist Jim. Does artificial snow, are all the flakes the same? Yes, I'm going to say yes. <laughs> that's why they link up so well? That's right. That's, they're perfect. They're perfectly linked snowflakes. They're almost, well, they're almost unbreakable, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can't act, if you hit someone, actually, if you throw a snowball made of the artificial snow at a steel panel two inches thick it'll go right through it <laughs> like a laser nice. like a laser that's that's what science nerd jim thinks go on the internet and see if i'm wrong <laughs> dr hathaway told us we need five megawatts by mid-may you know what i got something even better i got this artificial snowball <laughs> that's right the uh hooray i graduate i get the job that's <laughs> what's it for what's it for yeah, <laughs> that's that's the that's the engineer's problem to figure out. No, our job is done. It, God, I love that movie. Isn't it? Um, it's great. I no, watched it's, I watched it in October with my nieces and nephews. They not, none of them had seen it. I made them watch. Really? It. Yeah. You figure everybody knows we're talking about real genius. I hope so. Okay, good. Because <laughs> I, I I love Laszlo in that movie, and I love that moment. That moment where he looks at them and says, "What's it for?" Yeah. Yeah, that really pays off the whole movie. Yeah, and then and then he tells them, and, well, and maybe, maybe somebody already had a, a little more. What's that? You wish it's something that scientists thought about just a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, what are they going to do with this? Or maybe they already, as he points out in the movie, maybe they already have a purpose for oh, it. Oh, they they know. They, but did they tell the scientists? Mm-hmm. Of course you not. Because they wouldn't make the death ray if they told them what it was going to be used for. <laughs> And, and, and it so, literally so, is yeah. a death ray in real genius. <laughs> so, but to me, to me, this goes to the whole problem with the the Chinese Communist Terrorist Olympics. I mean, it it really does. It's like it 
you just don't, they just don't care. China is building a colonial empire. And for all the legitimate concern we raise about the British colonial empire and the American colonial empire and all this other stuff, you're not stopping the one that's actually happening. Yeah. You're doing nothing to prevent the one that's occurring right there. Do we, do we know how, or uh, we, do you, Jim, know how to pronounce Uyghurs yet? Like, do we, I've always said Uyghurs. Uyghurs. See, I didn't know if it was Uyghurs or Uyghurs. I've always said Uyghurs. Is that right? Uh, <laughs> ling, ling, linguist expert Jim will have to be asked. <laughs> Too bad neither one of us is watching the Olympics or we might actually know. <laughs> right. Well, oh, oh, oh. The idea that those announcers know what they're talking about. We'd have Ooh. at least heard it. No, and I, I am it's shocked. Cer- they're certainly you, I, not I'm talking actually, about them on the news ever. Speaking of totalitarian empires. That I isn't a shocked. new thing, by the way. That That isn't a new thing for the Olympics. That's been going on for, what, decades? What's that? The concentration camps and the uh, mass murder of Uyghurs or Uyghurs or whatever. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely not. Yeah, yeah. No, look, the Chinese government, everybody, everybody that tells me, and I occasionally bump into this, people will say to me, don't you wish that our government was organized as efficiently as the Chinese communist uh-huh. government? So like, what for murder? Like, well, you know, or isn't it amazing? The incredible economic development and growth that they've had, or isn't it amazing how they've been able to build their cities in this incredible fashion? Or isn't it amazing how they've been able to rebuild their, um, their power grid? But yeah. Who? When they wanted to build a power grid and there was a city, not a farmstead, like in Oh brother, where art thou? <laughs> There was a city in the way of a hydroelectric dam. They moved the city. Yeah. Try doing that in America. Try doing that in any free society. Move a city. And if anybody if anybody complains, they disappear. Right. Right. And you know, shoot, <clears throat> if I had my way, I'd move New Orleans. <laughs> no, New Orleans is stupid. The people who run New Orleans are stupid. Well, no, 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 no. Go, go back. Look, only the French could have founded New Orleans. Okay, <laughs> it's a city below sea level. Uh huh. Between a lake the size of Connecticut. Uh huh. And the Gulf of Mexico. Uh uh huh. And then everybody goes, "Well, oh, why is it flood, Cletus? <laughs> you, you dope." Yeah, yeah. The, the, it's don't a the... good day. I actually happen to be a close acquaintance of the guy who runs their sewers because he used to be our commissioner of public works. Wonderful guy. Really wonderful guy. Hardworking, intelligent as all get out. When when he took that job, I looked at him like, are you are you mental? <laughs> yeah, but now <laughs> look at the look at the great job he's done. The, the only thing that doesn't flood in New Orleans are the sewers. Well, it's it, he has done. He actually has done a remarkable job. But the point is, he said, Jim, on a regular basis, our manholes just pop off. Boing. (laughs) What? From what? He said, we're not entirely sure. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, so yeah, I'm just walking down the street, having a good time, maybe having a hurricane from Pat O'Brien's. Hey, hey. All of a sudden. You got that queued up for me. There we go. Yeah. So, so yeah, no, I'd move New Orleans. And like I say, I'd give them all nice houses, but I would move them a hundred miles upland and just use the whole thing for landfill. Yeah. It's ridiculous, but we don't, you know why we're a free society. 
And anybody that tells me we're not, I'm like, look over there. There has to be a scale on this. We're not doing it. But you know what? Again, speaking of totalitarian dictatorships, I am shocked you did not insist we discuss (laughs) February 4th, 2022, Fortune magazine. Jeff Bezos paid for his mega yacht to pass under a bridge in Europe. (laughs) Wait, you're surprising me with this one. This wasn't on the list. (laughs) I know. I know. But I forgot. I wrote this down and I didn't include it. Have have you are you aware of this? No, I hadn't heard about this. Okay, just this is he. As you probably know, the last mega yacht I heard about in the news was uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's when he was uh, using it to to drive um, from one uh, movie premiere to another about his global warming movie. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. Not, he uses a mega yacht to go uh-huh. from global warming to global warming. Yep. No, no, no. Uh, well, do CNN business. This actually has the. Uh, yeah, again, February 4th. So current news. Rotterdam is considering a request to dismantle part of an historic bridge to allow a yacht reportedly, come on now, owned <laughs> by Jeff Bezos to leave the shipyard where it is being built. And the, it's the Dutch again. Yeah. <laughs> all, all, by the way, also people that build cities below sea level. Yes. Well, <laughs> yes. Well, but they, you know, they're built on the shelf. They're, they're built on that estuary. Right. And so they've got this long tradition. And, and I get it. It's they have more shipping. protection than than but New now, Orleans you know, does. Yeah. The. Uh, yeah. Rotterdam Bridge Bezos is the second thing that comes up. <laughs> the shipyard is Ocean Co., which build custom yachts. It is constructing a one hundred and twenty seven meter long ship. Uh huh. Is, is this the four hundred million dollar mega yacht or the five hundred million dollar mega yacht? Mm-hmm. That we've previously paused. discussed. I'm I'm still paused. 127 meters long. Uh huh. So that's uh that's like uh three and a half football fields. I have to look something up. How long is that in feet? <laughs> or fractions of a mile? One third the length. <laughs> that is one third the length of the Titanic. Uh huh. Yeah, that's for one guy. Who's a, the a, Titanic a, was 883 feet. It's actually yeah. more than a third. It's it's for a divorced guy too, so it's just it's just him. <clears throat> it will have three masts. What what are his it views will, on the environment? Do we it know? It will have three masts. It will be the world's <laughs> tallest sailing yacht. Oh, it's a sailing yacht. That's why they have to move the bridge. It's got masts. But why are why are they building it someplace where they know they can't get it out? That's what I want to know. No, 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 no. We'll just, uh, we'll just uh, bully the the local town here into dismantling their historic bridge for us. Like who, who, who decided that this was a good idea to build it there in the first place, knowing that they would never be able to get it out of there. Uh, it, and it's not, it's not just like you know, not clearing by you know a foot or two, right? Uh, it's like half the boat won't fit under the bridge, right? Let's let's hear it for Jalopnik. <laughs> <laughs> Which has as its headline, here's the boat that won't bring Jeff Bezos's hair or wife back. Ah! <laughs> oh, Andy Kalmowitz. Well done, <laughs> sir. Well played. This is Je- and he shows a picture of it. This is ridiculous. It's it there the masks aren't in and up yet, but this thing is insane. Yeah. Uh this is Jeff Bezos's newest travesty. 
a $540 million mega yacht meant to fill the void in his body where his soul used to be. <laughs> oh, boy. Dr. Beevil. What have you come to? Uh, so, so, yeah, this is... Uh, <laughs> I just finished reading the article. It is. It has several honors, including the world's largest sailing yacht, the largest yacht ever made by Ocean Co., and the longest vessel to be built in the Netherlands. Think of how long the Netherlands have been a thing. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> they go back a minute. Wait, 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 wait. So the, the guy with the penis-shaped rocket has the longest vessel ever built in the Netherlands? Ah. Uh, uh, <laughs> and it's... it's oh. See, Andy, you're, you're, I'm going to subscribe to you, man, because this is good. Who's that uh, Andy who at Jalopnik? It is uh, Andy Kalmowitz, K-A-L-M-O-W-I-T-Z. Because after describing the fact that it's going to do these records, he also says it's a huge piece of sh- uh, stuff. <laughs> Trust me, I'm an expert. I went to sailing camp when I was a kid for three summers. I mean, look at it. Blue is a lame color for a ship. It's also never going to fit on a trailer behind a Ford F-150. <laughs> it, and it can only sail at 30 knots, which would barely be speeding in a school zone. That is lame. And also because it is so big and uh, iffy, it also needs a second shadow yacht that will tag alongside it. Because it's so big, it needs... Another yes. yacht? What, because it's it so far away from the surface of the water? And provide additional space for meetings and entertainment. What? Wait it a minute. It will house a helipad. Wait, why doesn't, the, why doesn't the main yacht have room for all of that stuff? Why doesn't the third of the length of the Titanic enormous mega yacht not have room for this extra stuff? I, I don't know. Well, because it's a sailing yacht, it has to be narrow. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's it's not it's it's huge, but it doesn't have room. Oh my god, this guy! So, Doctor Beevil never fails to disappoint. Yeah, it's uh, it looks okay. I'm seeing pictures of it now. It does look. And did like, I have did like I, a giant? Did I give you the opportunity to take full credit for being the first one to be on this with the penis shaped rocket? <laughs> Far as I knew, you were the first one. Really? Yeah. Well, I, I'm not I'm not a complete expert by any stretch, but I, I'm saying you did it. He styles himself like a penis. He does. So he does. You noted that, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just it's his brand. Big dick. Dig it. Big dick so, is Jeffy's brand. So yeah, it does look like an oversized sa- sailboat and not so much a cruise liner. Which when you, but now you he's hear going about to the size. To pay, he's going to have to pay going to have to pay how to much get this bridge out of his way and they haven't said yet yeah i mean not like <clears throat> they're going to come up with a number that he doesn't just sneeze at and go yeah that's couch cushion money here you go yeah it, it, <laughs> hey should we check it, it, should we check back in with that press conference let's uh, sure. let's see what's going on in that press. surely he's moved on from his story by now right that's so sure i tied an onion to my belt which was the style at the time no to take the ferry cost a nickel, and in those days, nickels had pictures of bumblebees on them. Give me five bees for a quarter, you'd say. Okay, we'll 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 try that again. 
uh, in a few minutes. Ah, <laughs> oh, poor Joe. Well, you know, y- you step into the ring, I guess. <laughs> or get shoved in. Yeah, the uh, yeah, or get or get yeah, who knows? Yeah. So is this the so, way to the buffet? <laughs> have uh, have you have you have I gone so far as to uh, check out? Have you ever seen Defunct Land? Not until last night, and and by Defunct Land, I'm referring to the Wikipedia article. Okay. Defunctland is a YouTube channel. Yep. Now on, I think it's fourth season. That I think everybody who would listen, who has listened to me over the years on Nerdburger, knows I am no fan of Walt Disney or Walt Disney World as no. it currently exists. In fact, I gave over an entire show when I was at the Bristol Renaissance Fair to just giving it to Disney. <laughs> you know, I actually did. I I was criticized for. Oh, come on, you know it's the most magical place on earth and all this other garbage. Wait, you did this in character? Oh, absolutely. I would point out to the people of the 20th century, how badly Disney was doing history. Oh, okay. So my, my bona fides as a Disney hater, because I am, I'm a Disney hater are very, very well known. Uh, Last week, a friend of mine who is a, what they call a Disney adult, you know, Um, one of these people that though an adult loves to go to Disney world. Oh, okay. Or the Disney properties. Sure. She took her family down there and she had been, you know, and, and, and like a lot of folks do, they post their Facebook page up six. Oh, we booked it. We booked it. We booked it. Oh, we're going. Uh-huh. And then, you know, six weeks. Oh, we're going. Oh, one week. Oh, we're going. And, you know, and, and for, I, I would never, of course, wish suffering on any friend of mine. They went down there and the weather was junk. <laughs> Cold, right? The, the, yes. Yeah. The day that they had, uh, the day that they had set aside to go to the water park, it was below fifty degrees. Uh huh. Was this so, was this like a, a week, a week or two ago? Y- yes. Yeah. 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 Uh huh. Uh-huh. And they were doing the full thing. And of course, I never want anybody's vacation to be ruined. Period. So let me be c- clear on that. But along the way, she went off on lightning lines, which I never heard of. Lines, lightning lines, which I'd never heard of. And then when I asked about them. She posted the first video I had ever seen, I think, from Defunct Land. Ah. This is a guy uh, by the name of Perjurer. That's actually his name. <laughs> yeah. Who writes about do you his think... first start. His start was <laughs> Disney World and Disneyland. Hey, do you, think, uh, do you think he ever gets called to jury duty? Kevin Perjurer? Probably, yeah. <laughs> excuse me, Mr. Perjurer. <laughs> yes. You're excused. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine him trying to swear an oath? Yeah. <laughs> I, Kevin Perjurer, what? <laughs> Do solemnly swear, what? <laughs> but no, he... Um, Do he you really? Do- yeah. He did a documentary. And now the first one I got was the deepest dive he's done. It's an hour and 42 minutes. Yikes. On queuing. On just Lines. Lines. And how Disney has had to deal with lines. I was riveted. Wow. <laughs> it was, um, it even has, I will not spoil it. It even has a surprise twist that made me go, <laughs> that made me go, oh, shut up. And it was so 
so good. And I started watching all his other stuff. Yeah, that's one of the first things that that it says on Wikipedia that the show has been praised for its extensive research and television quality production values. And it absolutely does. Yeah. Both true. Um, the, and the research is key because he is not in any way. I, I think he basically likes Walt Disney World. Oh, yeah. It just he sees it. He sees it more analytically, I guess I would say. He's he's giving you everything. He's not cherry picking stuff. He, has, right. he doesn't have he's, an agenda. It's history the way I wish history was done. And that takes me to my point. It is much more than this. Now, first of all, there's one guy who posted below one of his videos exactly my sentiment. Am I the only one here who's not that into theme parks, but is riveted by these documentaries? <laughs> and you and replied, went, no. And went, That's me <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> here. Um, check them out. Check them out. But I want to share two. I want to share just two little things from there. The one is from the one on queuing. And I'm going to do this because I wanted to go on record doing this. I want to defend Walt Disney very briefly. Walt Disney World. He proves shows you doing the numbers that Walt Disney's problem is absolutely fundamental. There are too many people that want to go to Disney World. That's a terrible problem to have, right? (laughs) It is. In some ways, it is. Because if you take them at their word, and I'm not sure I do now because I'm going to get to that in a second. But if you take them at their word that they want guests to have a good experience, you cannot give them a good experience under the current circumstances. You can't let that many people in at once. They have to limit it. Right. Yeah. You, you, you can't. You just can't. That's- and he, again, he shows you, and this was so mind-blowing to me. One of the big things that Disney thought of, yeah, I, you, I, it's part of our culture, and he points this out. There, if you're old enough, and I don't know if you are, let's see if you are old enough. Do you remember when um, Disney World had e-tickets, the ticket system? I've never been to Disney World. I have no desire to go there. Um, okay. Asi- aside from the fact that I, I have no desire to see anything in the theme park, I don't want to go because of, because of the crowds. Okay. Me too. So With I've you. never even considered it or thought about it. Um, I'm sure someone has told me about e-tickets in the past and I've forgotten. Okay. It just, it just became, I think it became part of our culture. You know, if you, you could describe something that was fun or exciting as an e-ticket. Ooh, that's an e-ticket. It's in a song, in fact, um, that something is an e-ticket. Well, that's because Disney had tickets that were A, B, C, D, E. A were the boring rides, the little rides that nobody wanted to go on. And e-tickets were the best rides. Okay. All right. And what they replaced that with was a system called FastPass. And the premise of FastPass was you could come in in the morning and get a ticket, one to the right of your choice to skip the line at a certain time of the day. So it would tell you, look, it's nine o'clock in the morning, show up between one and two and you can get into the quick line. Okay. And, you know, and then you can get into the quick line, but that's all you can get. You can only skip one line every time else you're lining up with the rest of the schmucks. Okay. I think I may have heard of fast pass before. From so that, that was a thing. Okay. And because we are clever little monkeys, human beings we all figured out ways to game the fast pass system <laughs> how do you, you know, game all kinds of different how do you game ways a thing and, that limits you to one one time at a, at 
you know, during this tiny window right. during the day. And and sometimes later on you could get two, and then I think you could get three. But the big, you know, there are all sorts of and, and again, this is why it's an hour and 42 minutes long. It goes through all this. And one of the issues was, well, what if the, the ride is down when, during your window? Yeah. What happens then? But anyway, that was the system we, that they replaced ABCDE with. You should get your they money went, back if the ride is down. <laughs> no, no. Hang on, sport. Hang on, sporto. That's not happening. The, so, so anyway, ABCDE is replaced by FastPass. They eventually want to get rid of the fast pass. And so they go to this thing. I remember when it launched, they go to the Disney wristband. And this was going to allow you to, you were going to be able to put your credit card on there and pay for everything. But it was also going to book your rides that you wanted to go on. Now, already I'm out. Okay. I want to be crystal clear. I have already left this line. Yeah. The idea that I'm going to be sitting 60 days in advance to book an eight minute ride. Uh huh. Oh, no. Absolutely not. I'm going to be long drunk at the bar. Okay. You know, not happening. Well, plus, I mean, that's what they, you know, this does not sound like a vacation to me if you're planning things down to eight minute intervals every day while you're there. You know, two months ahead of time. And here's the thing. That's it. You've got to do it ahead of time. Right. You can't do it when you're there. It's too late. Uh Uh-huh. If you showed up on the grounds with your, if if this is your husband and wife and three kids and you're going to go to the park and have a great time and you showed up and you're going to want to go on the, apparently one of the big rides is Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. If you're going to go on that ride and you showed up the day of and you're going to book it, no chance you're getting on it. What, what percentage of, of the, uh, the crowd every day that shows up, do you think are people who, who do that, who just think that they can show up and just go on rides? This show has an answer for you. It's about 20, it's about 20%. Is that all? I was thinking yeah. it'd be more like 30. No, no. But that 20% is screwed. Oh yeah. That sounds like it. You know, you are going into the long lines, which because of this problem of design, and they showed the numbers. And this, by the way, is recent. Disney in the nineties was doing about 20 million people a year. Today, 50. Whoa. And it, where are they putting those people? Yeah, the parks, what pretty much the same size, right? They've added. They may have They've grown added. a little bit, but they haven't grown 250% or 300%. Right. And so when they wanted to go to these bands and they wanted to go to the fast passes, they realized they looked at and they start and they're, they're past masters of computer models. They put out a model of here is what our parks can handle on a daily basis. Here's the number of people. Okay. We can't have them all. What do we do? Now, admittedly, people go to the bathroom, people take a break, people have dinner, people do all sorts of stuff. They're not always doing rides. Right. But what they decided to do is break down other events. That is why you get these meet and greets with the Disney characters, like the princesses, which are a very big thing. If you say so. They, oh, for, for little girls? For oh, little girls? Oh, sure. Okay. I, I thought we were talking about the Disney adults. Oh, yeah. For you and me? That's, well, but you know what? I got friends. I What do I tell you? But, you know, they they go in there. That is now something that you can book like a ride. The meet and greet. Yep. 
So there's there a line all- for it. Yes. You are in line to meet a costumed character. And how long is the line for the costumed character? Many people. (laughs) You also can book space, a special viewing spot for one of the daily parades. Daily parades. Yes. So, so many people are lining up on the side of the fake street for the daily parade that you have to go into a, onto your pocket computer and book a special seat. Yes. To make sure you can see it. Yes. Get the best seat. Yeah. That's a, okay. Yeah. That's a problem you don't want. I changed my mind. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm I'm, I'm long. Well, like I say, I'm long out of this. Well, see, I've all, yeah. And I've already long given up on ever wanting to go there. I pretty much never wanted to go there because of the crowds. (laughs) So, and now they're 300% worse. So who cares? So, so all that, not my problem. Never going to be my problem. They do all this. But the one thing they couldn't solve for was trying to give the people spending the money a guaranteed experience. And then coronavirus hit. (laughs) And they said, we have to limit capacity at the park. We have to maintain some social distancing. We will create the lightning lights. Oh, that's where they came from. Bear in mind, you have paid to get there. Paid for your hotel. You're paying to stay there. Yeah. Paid for your park pass to get in. Scheduled all your things that you want to do two months in advance. Are are you? Oh, no, you're not. (laughs) No, you can't anymore. Oh, you can't. Now. Oh, this is a complete change. You go into a boarding time. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. Boarding. Except you're now paying independently for it. So it's another charge on top of everything else. So to get into Star Wars, one of the most desirable ones, 15 bucks per person. Per person. So my family, which is certainly not big, after paying to get there, after paying for the hotel, after paying Disney food, after paying to get into the park, 45 extra bucks (laughs) to get a guaranteed boarding time for one ride. Uh Uh-huh. And how long is that ride? 12 minutes. (laughs) So more than a buck a minute per person. Yep. Wow. Yep. So this this person on Facebook had not, uh, didn't know about lightning lines? Oh, she did. Oh, okay. And she actually said she is such a Disney person. She's going to pay for them next time. Oh, she didn't use them this time. She's going to use them. Okay. Because she said... She waited, and this is the part, and I just, what do you say? I, look, I did the Ren Faire for 14 years, so let's be clear, right? But for 14 years, 14 years, I, I, I did the Ren Faire. So I don't judge other people, their hobbies. <laughs> yeah. But she said she waited for the Frozen ride for how two long? hours. Two hours? How long is the frozen ride? Not that it even matters. It would need to be, you know, eight minutes. It would need to be four hours long to make up for waiting two hours in line. Yeah, I, I, it, it, <laughs> eight minutes. Yikes. So <laughs> that's 30 minutes in line per one minute on the ride. Yeah. Right. Did I do that wrong? Yes. That's, no, that's right. That's right. So that, that's, that's one thing. 
that this point out. So go, if you watch nothing else on Defunct Land, watch their piece, watch his piece on queuing. Oh my God, it's good. It's so good. Number two, though, he tells the story on multiple videos, which I, I don't think I've seen all of them, of C.V. Wood Jr. Now, who is C.V. Wood Jr.? C.V. Wood, his name is said to be Cornelius Vanderbilt Wood, but that may not be true. Oh, really? Yeah, that may not <laughs> be true. He suggested later in life that it was C stands for nothing, V stands for nothing. His name's just Wood Jr.? No, it was C.V. <laughs> right. But we don't know. Oh, he just has initials. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't actually have names. Right, exactly. Okay. He said, this gentleman, and I use that term loosely, is one of the greatest characters America has ever produced that nobody knows about. You want P.T. Barnum? I give you C.V. Wood Jr. This guy rose up in the aerospace industry telling various aerospace companies. Remember, this is in the 1920s, okay? So flight is pretty new. Yeah, a little bit. He's telling people he's got a degree from the University of Oklahoma in aerospace technology. There's no record that he had any such degree. (laughs) Was there such a degree available at the time? Well, he said there was. Well, according to him, yeah. (laughs) He convinces all these people. He then convinces a movie studio mogul by the name of Walt Eisner Disney. I think we've heard of him. Convinces him. Wait, Eisner is his middle name? No, it's something else. It's it's. I think it's an E though. Is isn't that the guy that runs it now? Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> I didn't know they were related. They're they're <laughs> Elias. Ah, Walt Eli- Walter Elias Disney. He convinces him to be one of the key people in the creation of what would be Disneyland. Since C V Cook or C V Cook C V Wood Junior was a boy, he had a group of friends. They called themselves the Bombers. And he always took these bombers with him wherever he went, irrespective of what the job was. He goes out and becomes one of the principals in developing Disney World. He quite good. He becomes quite good at it, you know, in terms of developing the logistics of the park, how it's going to look. Now, he fights Walt tooth and nail because he's a big picture guy. And Walt is a detail guy. Yeah. Walt is an artist. Right. Did, He's the businessman. Did CV come up with the whole Imagineering thing? That's more Walt. Oh, that was Walt. Okay. But the, that but that the, the, but that was where he stuck CV. That that, that that's, exactly. that's what he was yeah, in charge of. He becomes, of. but he's, you know, and it's there are those who argue, and I respect them, who say that it doesn't Walt had the idea in his head, CV pulls it out and makes it happen. Got it. And so he does all this stuff. Now, he, he eventually starts to recruit people to fight Walt in these internal struggles over Disneyland, <laughs> including Walt's own son-in-law. Uh-huh. And eventually they part ways. He heads off to <laughs> he heads off to New York, where he builds Patriot Land. Is that uh is that where they have um you know statues of Tom Brady? And Bill Belichick, <laughs> what in New York? It, it, it is odd. not. Oh, oh, okay. What? It, it is not. It is a theme park. 
Patriot Land. I've never heard of Patriot that's Land. Right you, that's right, you haven't. Oh, okay, I see. <laughs> what happened to Patriot Land? It, it was what he built. It was built in the Bronx. Okay, mistake number one. <laughs> well, back then, it was a little more open. <laughs> Uh, there was there was Yankee Stadium in Patriot Land. There was, yeah. <laughs> and that's it. You know, it was all so, farmland as far as the eye could see. <laughs> he goes out, and he cre- you know, and he starts designing theme parks. He's uh, Dis- he Disney has to eventually sue him because he goes out and claims that he is the master planner of Disneyland, and he wasn't, and he and he really wasn't. Um, he goes out and, and builds a series of things, including my favorite is easily Patriot land, which he intended to be, what would we say? Um, uh, not Patriot land. I'm sorry. I keep calling it that it's freedom land, freedom land. Yep. Um, it was freedom land. How much did it it cost to get in? Was it a a buck Oh five? It was not free. It was not free. (laughs) It was a buck Oh five, right? Yeah, <laughs> and it was Freedom Land. It was in. It was bigger than Disneyland. Yeah, why not? It was bigger than Disneyland, and it was shaped like America. Oh, cool! The borders of of the property were the exactly the, the, the lower forty eight. Exactly, and it was every piece of it was located more or less where that state was. Okay. Uh, yeah, so yeah. You had you I had the Chicago you had the Chicago fire attraction. I think I've heard of this place. Have you? Yeah, that sounds really familiar. You had it, you you know, you had um you had the Chicago fire attraction. You had the California the, the San Francisco earthquake attraction. You had the you know, you had New Orleans. And it was actually a fairly substantial success initially. But it was hemorrhaging money, eventually falls apart. The guy who owns it winds up being the guy that was leasing him the land because he kept taking shares instead of his lease payment. Yeah. So Wood leaves that behind (laughs) and heads off and helps design Six Flags, the very first one in In Arlington, Texas. Texas. Yeah. Do you know why it's Six Flags? Um, no, I don't. Those are the six flags that have flown over Texas in its history. Okay. He then, <laughs> once he helps develop six flags, con- he is the one of the principles that convinces the British to move London Bridge to Lake Havasu, Arizona. Wait, he moved what? London Bridge. The actual bridge. Yes. Is this, this is the wooden version? Yeah, it's the, the one that's in Lake Havasu. I didn't know there was a an actual London Bridge. Yes, here. If if you look up London Bridge, Lake Havasu, you will see it. Oh, it's a, it's a stone bridge. Oh yeah. Is this the one that uh that they replaced with the current one? Mhm. Okay. Yes. Huh. I was just I was just reading <laughs> about London Bridge and I I missed I somehow missed this. And I couldn't tell you why I was reading about London Bridge. <laughs> well, I think I was trying to figure out which one was London Bridge and, and which one was Tower Bridge. 
Yeah. I, it's yeah. Tower bridge is further on. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. He, but the, he, um, the thing I read didn't tell me that the, that this version of the London bridge had been moved piece by piece to Arizona. Mm-hmm. Wow. For 25 years, he was the head of the annual world champion chili cook-off that he founded with Carol Shelby of all people. And wow. was twice crowned chili cook-off can't champion. I mean, <laughs> this guy. What the heck? This guy. He wasn't no, in and, Ford v. Ferrari. No. no. <laughs> there wasn't any chili at all in that movie. That's you know. So so and and so definitely Freedom Land. There's an entire defunct land about Freedom Land. So check that out. And if if I ever get around to trying to build a screenplay about any American character, it is going to be about C.V. Wood. Yeah, it There's sounds fascinating. What a cr- yeah, this is like tailor made for some Hollywood movie like like The Founder, you know, like exactly. super, super eccentric, mostly douchebag guy, but, you know, really good at what he does. <laughs> It really accomplished manages right. to, you know, convince people to give him money <laughs> again and again and again. Well, the story goes that when he leaves Disney and heads out to build Freedom Land, he meets in the 50s, sometime in the 50s, with his group of bombers in a hotel room in Manhattan. And he plunks down on the desk a check for $13 million that somebody has given him to develop Freedom Land. Yeah. That's who he was. Had a gift. Uh-huh. Had a gift. You should do that. You should you should write that screenplay. You know, I'm telling you, because because <laughs> think of all and so what Defunct Land does when you go all the way through it, and yes, the individual stories are great, but for people of my age, and you're a little young for this, but you're there, <laughs> theme parks had this moment. By the time I was born in 1966. It was the flowering of theme parks. They were huge. You know, Disney had, Disney had opened Disneyland about a decade earlier. And everybody was racing to copy it. So I was born right into that. Yep. Into that incredible, oh, my God, we ha- everybody has to have, we have to have one everywhere. And they were everywhere. And there was obviously near me, there was Dandelion Park. There was Six Flags. We, we, originally, it was Marriott's. Then it became Six Flags. Then it became Bally's. And it's still there. It's Bally's now? It was, ba- it was Bally's for a minute. I don't know who owns it now. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was. It went through a series of ownerships. But, and, and, and the uh, defunct land about Astro World, which unfortunately has a much darker tone these days. But Astro World is, was the, 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 the rap event that ended so tragically. It was named after a theme park. That was right across from the Astro Dome and was incredibly successful for 40 years. And then just got shut down. And um, it really it was this moment in American history. And it's this cultural phenomenon that I think we're on the other side of. I, I think it's gone. Yeah. You know, I think you spoke it. I, I the <laughs> desire to go to theme parks and deal with the crowds and all that stuff. Yeah, the coasters are nice. There are a lot of people that go to ride the coaster. But to go to a theme park as an event, I, I don't, you know, we'll have to see what it's like on the other side of COVID, I suppose. Yeah. But I don't feel that. 
No. The so, great great America in Gurney, Illinois, is currently Six Flags, according to the internet. It is still a Six Flags. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, there you have it. You know, and and all the good. You know, I I like. Now, it it too though. Speaking to this theme, it has fallen on the hardest of times. It is it is not what it was when I was a kid. When I was a kid, it truly was a themed park. You know, you went into Yankee Harbor, and they were piping in jaunty nautical tunes. And you could go get fish and chips from Long John Silver's. They had a yeah. corporate sponsorship. Well, maybe and that's what I was thinking of, because you've talked about this on the show before. You explained that the, in the original days of uh, Marriott's Great America. Yeah. That that the, what? Yeah. Your description of that was what I was thinking of when I when I thought I'd heard okay. of Freedom Land before. About oh, the okay. different re- yeah, yeah. the different, you know, states, like the different regions. Oh, there like you go. Just, yeah, 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 yeah. Because, yeah, when we, you would go to Hometown Square America, there'd be guys in with the risk the wrist garter or the, uh, the uh, sleeve garters and, and straw boaters. And Hey, welcome to main street, America, Dixieland, <laughs> you know, all that stuff. And gazebos where we play the music man and all that stuff. Yep. So yes, those were, those were all very much there. So I, you know, it, it's good, but that's all gone now. It's not just a place you go to ride roller coasters, but it was interesting watching the history of Astro world to see how Time Warner got involved. And it was because of Time Warner that you started seeing the Bugs Bunny, the Foghorn Leghorn, and the others start showing up at these parks. Yep. Yep, defunct land. Check it out. <laughs> check check it out. Can't miss documentaries. And by the way, all free. Well, yeah. On YouTube, right? Yep. Free, free for you. Oh, well. <laughs> Well, I mean, you do what? You, so it's the, still free. I, I, you just look, need to spend more time watching ads. Yeah. I will not put up with ads, so you know that. Uh, I but. know. <laughs> I won't give money to YouTube. No, okay. See there, <laughs> and we meet in the middle. <laughs> Whew, defunct land. Love talking about it. I, I felt my uh, obligatory since I haven't been here in a while. I thought we would be fair and check in with Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Oh, hey! Before you move on to uh, Cyberpunk uh, seventy seven, mm-hmm. here, Jim. Should we check in uh, with the the press conference? It's it's still going on. Oh, okay, sure. Yeah, yeah, I'm here. Let's see what the president is saying now. Now, where were we? Oh, yeah. The important thing was that I had an onion on my belt, which was a style at the time. They didn't have white onions because of the war. The only thing you could get was those big yellow ones. Okay, well, uh, so that's that's still going on. But at least he's moved into the the 20th century there with the war. Uh, unless he's talking about 1812 the Civil War. Yeah, or the Civil War. Civil yeah, War. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so anyway, <laughs> video games. Back to the 21st yeah, century. Yeah, video games. So we were, we were ta- what we were talking about was Cyberpunk 2077, which uh, is apparently getting ready to get... At, it's, we are currently on patch 1.5. Wow. Having skipped 1.4 <laughs> entirely. Well, it's not really 1.5 then. Yeah, I, was, I always wonder how they do that. It's like no, no. Then you're one point four. That's like uh, sk- skipping uh, Ginny the Pooh's uh, name in in the Greek alphabet to jump over, jumping over that to go to Omicron. Yeah, so right? that, so that we don't create offense that way. Yeah. yeah. The um, so there they we are told we are getting a patch in February. Um, at a minimum, they are expecting the it is going to launch with the Xbox X and the PS5. <laughs> hopefully, trying to draw them back. 
to uh, see exactly what that game was supposed to be. Th- these are the platforms it was supposed to launch on over a year ago. Over a year ago. Okay, just yes. making sure I remembered because it's you been are corrected on point. It's been so, so long. <laughs> so- software development, man, what a nightmare! Now because are they are they no longer Epicali pwned? Is uh, that- they, my understanding is they are no longer Epicali pwned. Well, that's good news at least. Yeah, right. It's they're 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 because everything that would have been pwned of them <laughs> is now probably launched. They've had their first couple sales. I did not dive in at the last sale, but uh, I'm getting close. I just did want to check. Yes, they were launched December 9th, 2020. Yeah. So, so yes, over a year now, <laughs> we are getting to the point where perhaps, perhaps the people on the advanced console systems will be getting the game they intended at launch. Hey, Jim, you're Polish. I'm Polish. How many Polacks does it take to produce a video game that works? Apparently all of them. <laughs> It's interesting. I don't know. If, that's right. We haven't had a chance to talk about this. I actually did 23 and me. Are you not Polish? Uh, well, as as uh, as I think we've discussed here, I'm yeah, yeah. adopted. You child. don't really know. So but if you but did, I know you, now, but you know now, what are you? I know now uh, I was a bit surprised. Oh, yeah, I am. I'm at a dead tie. Sub-Saharan dead, African. I am not. <laughs> oh, that that would have been a surprise. A pleasant one, I think. Pleasant one, I think. But yeah, no, it's in fact not. Uh, very little African indeed. Although one of the glories of 23andMe is they can trace us. You know, we all come from Africa, right? Right. Oh, yeah. And um, so as a consequence, they could trace back my genotype. And I there's only six of them. You know, six. these six. It seems like six people wandered out of Africa and created all of us. Yeah. But anyway, uh, they can trace back to that. I know which one of those I come from. Wow. Cool. Yeah. Oh, it's so cool. That is so cool. That's it's that deep stuff that I'm really interested in. I'm also heavily heavily Neanderthal. I'm oh, yeah. above average Neanderthal. <laughs> Thank you very so much. So there was a, a little uh, cross uh, species um, going uh-huh. on here. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Uh-huh. <laughs> there was a Neanderthal <laughs> fooling about with great 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 grandma. Great 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 grandma. I had a thing for redheads. I like guess that. there it is. But no, I have it is a near genetic tie, 37.5 and 37.4. Whoa. Ba- Bavarian and British. Wow. No wonder you like German stuff so much. Yeah. German and English. And English. <laughs> and English. Yeah. And then I've got that explains seven, so much about you. <laughs> it kind of does. It kind of does. It it's uh th- and then I've got 17% undifferentiated. Northwest European, undifferentiated Northwest. It's like they don't, they can't pin it down. So it's like Netherlands, okay. Normandy, Britain. So a little more there. Okay. I am, I am ten percent Polish. Hey, there it is. So I got a little, got a little. <laughs> Still don't have to pitch the name over the rail. Awesome. And then, because uh, that's point, uh, two other people's problem now too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Point four percent Finnish. Point four. I'm like that's a that's a cousin. But one of the really fun things about 23andMe is you start adding other people who have logged their genes. Can you can get matched with them? And I've got sixth cousins, man. But the thing that everybody is making the most fun of, and I have no idea if it's made up or not. I do not know. I have a first cousin in Chicago, 
whose name is John Shamrock. <laughs> this has led a number of people to referring to me as Jimmy Shamrock. <laughs> okay, so I won't do that on the show then. That's pretty, yeah, hey, you know, I've been, been called worse by better. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but yeah, so it's no, it's it's been an experience. It's it was, I still am processing it a little bit because you you sort of when you're an adopted child, you think you guess right. It's a secret. You're kind of a big mystery. Uh huh. You know, I uh, when my sister found out who her parents were, she was very surprised. She was very very surprised. What do you mean, your um, sister? I have a I have an adopted. My parents adopted two children. Oh, I did. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't speak of her much. But it's um, she uh, she was very surprised when she went out and found her parents. So but you didn't um, find yours. No, no, I have not. Um, and so I just, you know, don't know my genetics. But so, you know, you, you never know when you're a kid, you adopt a child. It doesn't matter. I mean, I knew who my parents were. They were the people who took care of me. Sure. Don't be ridiculous. And who loved me and held me when I was scared and all that other stuff. But. You th- you have an idea of who you think you might be, and then when you discover that you're not, it is a little weird. It is a little weird. But uh, so yeah, British and Bavarian, Bavarian and British. You pick. It's a point one point one percent betwixt difference. Them. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So it's a it's a it's a near tie, which we have calculated makes my son mostly German. Yep. Because mom is all German. No, mom is a mix of a lot of things, actually. But dad, her, my, my father-in-law is German and Polish. And then my mother-in-law is Irish, English, and German. Okay. Oh, so, so he, he wound up with mostly German. Like plurality German. Plurality. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which makes him a true American, in my mind. <laughs> like nice. Bill Murray says in the Stripes, we're all mutts. That's right. The idea of a master race in America is silly. <laughs> you, know, you find one of those, you call me. <laughs> Put that person in a museum. Yeah, I was going to say, you show me his genome and I'll give you a dollar. But uh, so, yeah, so there was so there was that. So, yes, we found out that cyberpunk. Well, before I go, I have to ask the quick question. Where do you think Dummy is playing sports ball next year? And by Dummy, you mean... Mr. Aaron Charles Rogers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, if if San Francisco quickly, you must answer quickly. If San Francisco is really going to give up their quarterback who took them to the NFC Championship uh, this year, uh, then I would imagine that he would try to go there. Okay, I see. There's no way he goes in the NFC because we won't trade him into the conference. Okay, and he has to be traded. He he does not. He is not at liberty just to leave. Okay, so Packers, I did not know the that. Packers, yeah, the Packers would have to trade him. Then he is going to go to um, the Patriots. Okay, so you think he, you think he will go to the Patriots? Okay, I think he's staying. Really? Okay. Yep. See, that I, was, I didn't know that was an option. Because oh, yeah, I would have said is. I would. I, I think I think he's going to stay. I I wrote in the question where is he playing sports ball? Oh, okay. I I assumed. I assumed something when I shouldn't have then. Uh, <laughs> I didn't realize I was taking a test in school. It's a quizzical, not a <laughs> testicle. Um, <laughs> uh, 
I like that. <laughs> oh, I've been doing that since eighth grade, brother. <laughs> well, you should Come do it now. more on the show. <laughs> <laughs> so you think he's staying? Yeah. I think he's staying. I, I think at the end of the day, they're going to figure out his salary cap. They're going to cap and negotiate. Don, they're going to uh, franchise tag and negotiate Dante. They have Dante. to. That's the only way he stays is if Dante stays. Yeah. It, it, Devante and he will Devante. figure something out. Yeah. And then a lot of these other guys like Darius Smith and some of these others are gone. Yeah. That, that's how they get below the cap. Yeah. Do they keep Cobb? No. No. You think you think Rogers stays if Cobb goes? Yes, I, I do. I, you think, do. I think they they, you they think made that was point just the, the and, token thing for this season. Yes, okay. I I think it. I do think it was. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. The, um, yeah. All right. So Samuel, P, so we, so you still you then are of a mind, yeah, that he is staying. Yeah, just just because of the way the way he's been acting. Okay. I, I don't think he's been acting like he's going anywhere. But then again, he's kind of a you know unpredictable diva type. So who who knows really? Oh yeah, and, and absolutely nobody knows. That's why it's that's why I said it has to be very fast because we have to give a hot stupid take. Oh, what is what do you have there? It's my, is that your stock? That is stock certificate number two from the current sale. Yes, which I'm Look at you. Which I'm I was regretting um, a couple of weeks no, ago, but do not I've, regret nothing. I've, I've gone back to not regretting it. <laughs> So you're going to come up here for one of this this shareholder meetings? I I attended uh was it last year's that they did? They did on Zoom <laughs> or something. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was really boring. Yeah. <laughs> if I was going to actually go up there for that, um and that was one of the reasons why I attended the Zoom meeting was was to see what it was all about. But uh yeah, there there, there needs to be more than what I saw in that zoom meeting to get me to travel all the way up there for it. <laughs> like I've been there. I haven't been there in a while. I haven't seen title town, you know, I haven't seen, Oh, the, you haven't the, seen the whole setup. Okay. I haven't seen the, the, the stadium in its current configuration with uh what, what is that? The South end zone completely closed in or is that the North? Mm-hmm. Never remember. That's the South, right? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It is all and yeah, those seats. Those seats are nice, actually. The newest ones. Mm-hmm. Have you been there? Yeah, the the alderman that I that I did the show with, he uh, his seats are in the south. End oh, okay. They're they're well, they're nice compared to the eighteen inches of aluminum that your butt gets in the benches. So, yeah. <laughs> that does come in handy in cold weather when you're jammed in there between other people. <laughs> this helps keep you warm. At least the upper part of your body, your feet there, there, maybe there, not there so much. <laughs> Top of your head, no. Doesn't help that you're drinking beer with ice floating around in it, <laughs> which happened to me the first time I went there, and it was 15 degrees at kickoff, and only went south from there on a late afternoon game. Oh yeah, yeah. That's well, that is the issue, isn't it? All right. Okay. Is it, it, I think it's probably time to go hang with Sam briefly. I think it is. This is uh this is of course the the other Sam from England. <laughs> oh, good point. Not, not yeah, to be oh, that, uh, there he is. Yes, yes, yes. With uh one of our newest additions to uh Nerdburger. Sam Sam from, Sam from just outside Shrewsbury in Shropshire. The uh so so I I think probably we should spend it on a Saturday, Saturday the 8th February 1662. That's close enough. Trying to roll along with Sam. Um, 
1662 we're in now. Yeah, rolling right along. Sam is uh, Sam's going to do some home renovation. We love it when Sam fixes up the place. <laughs> that now by Sam is going to do, you mean Sam is going to hire some guys well, to come do see. while I, Sam maybe, drinks. Maybe you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just guessing based on you're things that guessing? have happened okay. in the past. I have, I have, I have no, uh, I have no knowledge, foreknowledge of what uh, Jim is about. No, to no, read. I, I did not. You, you, you're right. You're coming at this cold. This is, this is also something that was not in the email. On well, the except li- on I did say Sam. Well, you said Sam, say Sam, but you, you don't, you don't send me what you're going to read. That's true. You we don't send the reading from the the text of Samuel mm-hmm. Pepys' diary. Once again, just in case somebody hasn't been around for a while, Samuel Pepys is the great diarist. Writes at the middle of the 17th century. He's a high official in the court of Charles II. And uh, he leaves us this book that is singular because it's one of the earliest, I think it is the earliest, insights into the heart of, it's truly into his heart and his secret thoughts of a regular person, I guess we would say. Saturday, 8th, February, 1662. All the morning in the cellar with the colliers removing the coals out of the old coal hole into the new one, (laughs) which cost me eight, the coal hole, which cost me eight shillings the doing. But now the cellar is done and made clean. It do please me exceedingly as much as anything that was ever yet done to my house. Cleaning out the coal holes? Yeah. (laughs) Number one on the list. Number one (laughs) with a bullet, the coal hole. How much does he like it? How happy is he about it? I pray God keep me from setting my mind too much upon it. Wow. He's just sitting there thinking, thinking about, about clean how coal hole. Mmm, <laughs> clean coal hole. About... Everybody, everybody likes one. Who doesn't really? Yeah. <laughs> about three o'clock, the colliers having done, I went up to dinner. My wife having often urged me to come. <laughs> Samuel, stop thinking about that clean coal hole and come to dinner. <laughs> How human is this? Elizabeth is at the top of the stairs. Samuel, Samuel. (laughs) And he's down there with the boys, the colliers. (laughs) (sighs) But (laughs) my wife having often urged me to come, but my mind is so set upon these things that I cannot but be with the workmen to see things done to my mind, which if I am not there is seldom done. (laughs) Sam is every man who has ever lived. Yeah. This is why we love him. This is why we love him. Yeah, I can't let those colliers do it if I'm not down there. It ain't going to be done right. I always feel I always feel super awkward standing there watching. Like, at what point do I stop standing here watching and walk away and say, well, I'm going to leave you to that. Yeah, but <laughs> here's the thing. Holler upstairs thing. if you need anything. <laughs> you and I, and we have talked about this. We are not our dads. Yeah. Our dads were just as good as at colliering as those colliers would have been. Yeah, they did it all themselves. They would have done it all themselves. They knew about it, whether it be electricity or plumbing or whatever. They knew how to do it. My dad still shocks himself with live electricity when trying. There you go. Because, you know, he doesn't want to have to climb down the ladder and go down the stairs and flip the breaker and then come back up the the stairs and go go back up the stairs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, I still do that. Brian gave Brian of Bob and Brian gave me that song, and I've never let it go. So you know, so Sam's down there. I 
if it's going to be done right, I got to watch it. He's supervising. Yeah. He's supervising. And so to the office, and thence to talk with Sir William Penn, walking in the dark to the garden some turns, he tells me of the ill management of our office and how, and how Wood the Timber Merchant and others were very knaves, which I am apt to believe. The Timber Merchant's oh. name is Wood? Is Yes. Okay. Well, that's appropriate. His name is William Wood, a timber merchant and mask, mast maker from Wapping, part of London. More than once, Pe- Peeps refers to Wood as a knave due to his business practice and poor quality masts. <laughs> so his name is Wood. Will, and no less. And of course, it's delightfully alliterative. He's William Wood, uh-huh. the timber merchant. Yep. That's something straight out of an RPG, isn't it? <laughs> You're going to have to go down the street, sir, and go see William Wood, the timber merchant. home and wrote letters to my father and my brother john and so to bed being a little chillish attending to take physic tomorrow morning which is taking physic is probably the only thing you're not going to get no which is um just resting in bed huh p-h-y-s-i-c physic p-h-y-s-i-q-u-e ah like physique Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 what it is. But they pronounce it physic. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the um, just laying in bed. Yep. Gonna, Excuse me, I'm take... busy taking physic. I cannot, I cannot attend that meeting on Zoom. For I'm and, busy and taking somebody... physic. <laughs> well, that sounds important. You should go ahead and do that and miss the meeting. <laughs> we'll take notes for you. Now, what is taking physic again? I was just laying in bed. <laughs> the, uh, thanks for covering the, for the, me. one of my one of my favorite things in here parenthetically is somebody posted in one of the annotations a sign that i've actually seen at a mechanic <laughs> fix your car 30 an hour you watch 40 an hour <laughs> you help 50 an hour <laughs> yeah i've seen something like that before <laughs> no. and uh, we will we'll just follow up with the very next day because it was a nice day it just told you how the year changes uh, Sunday, the 9th, February, 1662, Lord's Day. I did take physic this day and was all day in my chamber talking with my wife about her laying out of 20 pounds. Ooh, That's a lot. Which right? I had long promised her to lay out in clothes against Easter for herself and composing some airs. God forgive me. At night to prayer and to bed. So he did indeed take physic the next day. Composing airs. Music. Ah. Music. God forgive he, him? Because, God, he worked, because they're terrible. Because he worked? Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, God, he is, he's, mm. he's, he's judging his music. Like, because he worked on the Sabbath? What, is he Jewish now? <laughs> no, no, no. He's ashamed of how bad they are. Ah, he's, being, he's being modest. Got it. <laughs> 20 pounds for uh, Easter clothes in February. Yes. Oh, you caught it. There it is. The, the, good, the good Elizabeth is getting a lot of clothes out of Sam again. <laughs> So, so there, you know, once again, Sam just doesn't disappoint. He's spent the whole day, spent all Saturday down in the coal hole with the Colliers, getting it cleaned out. What we're watching them do it. Yeah. (laughs) But no, there's no mention of him drinking while supervising. No, no, he didn't get the, didn't get his booze on with the guys. That's for, he saves that for the plasterers, huh? (laughs) Yeah. That, uh, that. That, that is all it. So, so there it is. Samuel Peeps, we thank you. Thank you, Sam. We, we thank you for leaving us your memories and uh, sharing them with us in this way. 
And wherever they, you are, we hope you're at peace because and, <laughs> heaven knows you were flustered about everything while you were here. <laughs> as as we all are, but don't tell people. Exactly. We keep it to ourselves like Sam did and only shared it in his diary. And now we get to read it. How about that? Does that about do it? That's what I got. Well, thank you, Jim. Ah, oh, entirely my pleasure. I'm glad to be back. Good to see you. We'll have to get you back on sooner rather than later to make up for your lack of being here. <laughs> being here since August. That was hard to believe. I know. I, I know. Well, I think, you know, the, like we, we, we missed each other a couple of times mm-hmm. in, in the fall. <clears throat> but we'll definitely, definitely come on back and uh, have some more fun. All right. Well, now is the part of the show where you ask me where they can find us. Hey, Mike. Yeah. Where can they find us? They can find us at nerdburgershow.com. Email us, nerdburgershow at protimail.com. Were you offended by anything we said? Hashtag cancel nerdburger. Join us next time when, I don't know, somebody shows up to talk about stuff and things. Maybe it'll be A.A. Ron Rodgers. He won't my head. He's got nothing to do. He doesn't have anything to do. No. 